0: Tomorrow Roboto Tomo arigato, Geek to me radio Da 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 Tomo kick Geek to me radio Da
1: da 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 da, da.
0: Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to another all new edition of Geek to Me Radio. Today we are joined by Lonzo Starr, the owner and operator of Concrete Comics, how you can back them on Kickstarter. We'll also talk with James Gavsey, executive producer on Rideshare the series and the Who Would Win show, all that and more, so stand by. We're
2: talking TV, comics and
1: Direct from Star Wars, will try to explain.
0: There are twelve have all the houses, on ring rolls and more. To be the greatest Pokemon master, you must catch And this is a full show. Uh, my name is James Enstall, the host of geek to me Radio. We have two great guests. We're going to dive right in. Right now we're joined by Lonzo Starr, the owner, publisher, CEO, and a creator with Concrete Comics. You can find them on Twitter at Concrete Comics. And we're here to talk about uh, the company itself and their brand new Kickstarter project. Lonzo, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, man. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on.
0: Uh, Glad to have you. It's very exciting. I always love to focus on... First, I love people doing Kickstarter. I think Kickstarter is brilliant, and I love to see these projects come up and get funding. And you're already fully funded, so we just need to get you to your stretch goals. Uh, But Concrete Comics, talk a little bit about the company, your brand new kid on the block. Talk a little bit about the foundation and uh, what's going on. Well,
1: yeah. um, Concrete Comics is an independent comic book publishing and producing company. We launched uh, in 2019, and we released our first books uh, at the end of 2019. Our issue ones officially came out uh, January of 2020. And uh, right now we are on pace to releasing our issue twos within just a couple of months of our issue one. So we are got our foot on the gas, and we're um, headed full steam.
0: Very cool. And I checked out the Kickstarter. You guys have already exceeded your goal for issue number two. That's exciting. How many are, is there a plan for like a certain run of issues and then kind of branch off into solo books for these characters Uh, or is, uh, is it just kind of taking it as it comes right now?
1: Well, each character has a solo book and a solo arc and um, they all have different number of, of books in their arc. Like for instance, me, I'm the creator of Acolyte um, and and it's, a, it's going to be a total of seven to nine books for this arc. So I'm, I'm making my way <laughs> to the promised land. And as far as Absolver, he's created by, uh, Jamil Lessie. He, he's a part of Concrete Comics as well. His, his, uh, arc, I believe is going to be around, around seven, seven books, I believe. And then you have Odina created by Onaji Rouse. Um, he's a, he's a great writer, actor all the above um and his his title i believe is going to be eight issues and then we have the new kid on the block andy starboy he just jun- joined the universe and he is by the creator daniel d calvo he's actually our editor-in-chief as well and um his title is is well on its way to to completing a full arc so
0: very cool and you have already
1: ultimately so- is 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 to to really establish this universe um There's a lot more characters. All the characters that you see right now are the flagship heroes, you know, the uh, foundational heroes of Concrete Comics, and each one of them introduces new characters throughout their story, so can't go wrong with either title.
0: Very nice. And you've already got seven nominations for the 2020 Glyph Comics Awards, including Best Cover, uh, Fan Favorite Award, Rising Star Award. That's got to be very nice to come off of, uh, you know, doing your – starting run here and you've already got some award nominations under your belt. That's got to be a great feeling.
1: That was extremely humbling and unexpected. Um, I actually got the text message from my, my printing partner. He uh, texted me that morning and said, Hey, congratulations on all of your nominations. I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Nominations on what? (laughs) And then, and then I looked at it and I seen that my title acolyte had, um, I think it had five nominations and Nanaji I believe he had oh, he had two two or three, I believe. But um so Totally Conquered Comics had a total of seven uh nominations and the competition was was uh was mind blowing. Like um the people we were up against were like, you know, well well established writers who had written for D C and Marvel and guys that had arcs for the last four or five years. So it it was just humbling to be listed amongst people of such caliber. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And what got you into comics? Uh, what were some of the stuff you read when you were younger and kind of what, uh, what prompted you to start
1: your own company? Well, my mom, um, some of the first comics my mom used to buy me, I don't think she knew what they were entailed <laughs> to, but she would just pick me up comics when she would go to the supermarket and she would always bring home, it was Max and Spawn. Spawn and Max comics were the ones I was kind of introduced to until my mom opened up one day and seen all that blood. She said, Oh no, (laughs) (laughs) no, no, no. So, you know, those guys weren't weren't my favorite, but they were kind of my introduction to comics. Um, growing up, you know, I was born in 1985. So, um, when I was, when I was, you know, around five, six and seven, Ninja Turtles and X-Men were like the pinnacle of all existence, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was a big X-Men fan. I watched the X-Men uh, 90s cartoon uh, as well as the Batman animated cartoon that's probably one of the greatest <laughs> of all time. Agreed. And, um And, um, yeah, um, I just had, you know, growing up in the 90s was uh, definitely uh, a huge inspiration to who I am right now, you know?
0: Yeah, they had so many, uh, that, that's, you know, comics almost had a second resurgence then with all the, the all the new characters that were kind of coming out in that series, and they had the Heroes Reborn stuff going on in Marvels. It was a very, very interesting and cool time to be into yeah. comic books. So then the yeah. idea of, of forming your own company, when you formed Concrete Comics, was it like you and somebody else decided, hey, let's do this? Was it something, I'm going to do this on my own? Then you kind of like sourced some great talent for the other books. Kind of talk a little bit about the origin story of Concrete Comics.
1: Well, the origin story is it stems from my career as a music artist and a music producer. Um, so I have a music, uh, company called concrete music and, um, you know, that's been active since about 2009 and I released some of my first singles and songs around uh, 2010, 2011. And I was just building since then. And, uh, you know, some, somewhere along my my teenage years, my college years, I kind of wasn't into comics at that moment. You know what I mean? Um, some some way it lost me somehow. I was into sports. I, I was doing a lot of things like that. But I noticed in my music, I would always sneak in, you know, little little lines and and metaphors about superheroes. So it, it was it was just naturally inside of me already. And um, I had I had pro- I had produced and made a song called Clark Kent in uh, 2013, but I didn't release the song because it just didn't feel like it matched the rest of the songs on that current project I was working on, and it just felt different from everything else that I I made. So fast forward to, I think, what was it, 2016, I believe, I was still sitting on that Clark Kent song, and that's when I started seeing um, the Batman vs. Superman movie coming out. I said, you know what, this is a great idea. I can use the promotion and marketing of this movie to promote my song. Yeah. So that's i started thinking of all types of ideas of how to really get my song out there. And, um, there happened to be a comic con that was going on in my local city of Philadelphia. Um, it was, Wizard World comic con and it was my first time ever going to a comic con. I've heard of them, but I've never went. The so first time going. I put up all these flyers for my, for my song. I had a, old book bag full of my CDs. My plan was to go there and hand them out. So when I got into the Comic-Con, it's like all of my childhood love just <laughs> rushed in me again. I was like, oh my goodness, this is this is everything. You know, seeing old toys I used to have when I was yeah. younger, comic books I've read, um, you know, all that. And then seeing these actors and stuff walking around, like John Cena walked right by me. Just the whole world of it, it just, it just completely rushed into me. So and that, but that wasn't the official spark. The official spark came a little bit after that. I was still promoting my my song, and um, well, what after the song, it kind of led me to want to write a live action uh story about like my version of of Superman, Clark Kent. So I started writing like a whole little pitch pilot. I had directors, I had everything ready, but you know, times and circumstances make things fall through. So. I still had the script, but then my friend one day he um, shared me a it was a it was an animated clip of a of a uh, African American superhero I had never seen before, and his name was Dark Eagle, and uh, it blew my mind because it was an independent creator, and I never knew there was I never knew about the independent um, comic book creator market, so it kind of just blew my mind. So I reached out to the creator of that that animation. Um, and he happened to be from my city where I was from. Hmm. He was just a local guy, and I hounded him. I said, hey, man, I, I just want to make you a theme song, you know? <laughs> so at first, he said he doesn't need one. He denied it. So I said, hey, listen, I, I don't need money. I don't need anything. I just really want to do this theme song for you. So he agreed to it. I made him one, and he loved it. But what But what it did for me, working on that theme song, is what gave me the blueprints to how to make my own comic book. 'Cause I had to read a script to understand the character and get all my facts straight when I write the song. Hmm. So when I read it, I noticed I noticed how similar writing a script was to writing a song. And that's how I just got I said, you know what, I can write my own comic book. And from that moment the obsession began. Hmm. And that was that was uh that was that was uh the end of that was December of twenty seventeen when I met him in 2018 was when the obsession began (laughs) January, 2018. And then that's when I started building my character, the legend of acolyte. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm big on being independent. So obviously when I started this, I said, you know, since I already have concrete music, why don't I start concrete comics and start, you know, put, put myself under my own company so I can protect myself from the beginning. And, and then, um, that's how I started building. And along that path of me creating my character and joining Facebook groups by the tons, meeting people, asking questions about the business, I ran into a lot of like minded individuals like Jamil Lessie, the creator of Absolver. Um uh, through him I met Onaji Rouse, um the creator of Odina. And and you know, we all had the similar mindset and they were they were working on their character at the same time as me, and we decided to um all come under the the same umbrella and um that's that's kind of where it all started so I would say twenty eighteen was the the building year twenty nineteen was the launch year you know
0: very cool, and I know it's it's
1: at least uh, right now it's
0: yeah. a great time for this because there's so many people hungry for representation in comics in media they want to see themselves. So I'm assuming that's been very helpful too with the launch of your kickstarters and everything. The fact that there is that need for uh, representation in this market.
1: It's actually I couldn't I couldn't uh, explain it any other way besides destiny. Um, you know because I I could have gotten to comics at any point in my life and and been doing what I was doing, but when I when I decided to get into comic books. You know, I, I had no clue that this was going to be the type of era we're in because right now it's like a it's like a renaissance period for uh, black and people of color content yeah. in this medium. And I happen to be at the, I happen to be at the perfect time to start before it jumped off. So now that it's jumping off, I'm already established inside of it. And that's like a blessing, you know.
0: Exactly, and then they had the big talk at DC FanDome uh, two weeks ago that Milestone Comics is coming back with uh, Dennis Cowan on board, and that's amazing too. So there's, uh, it's a great thing. But I love, like I said in the beginning before we started recording, the independent titles. A lot of times these independent titles, and you even mentioned it that there's some established people who go the Kickstarter independent route because they had their own creator developed characters, and it's a great way for them to maintain that control without someone over them in corporate saying well you need to change this and change this so you've had great success right. with kickstarter yep. uh do you plan to like kind of keep it in that vein going forward we'll pause there come back and chat more with lonzo star of concrete comics about his kickstarter stand by
1: hey this is philomar who means conrad the samurai known as jack and you're listening to geek to me radio.
0: We are back. The second segment of Geek to Me Radio brought to you by Marcus Theaters, marcustheaters.com is the website. Movies are back. You can get out and see great films like Tenet, The New Mutants, Unhinged and more. Go to marcustheaters.com, check which theater by you is open, know what practices you have to do going into the movie theater, wear your mask, social distancing, etc. Use the Marcus Theaters app to order your concessions ahead of time for a contactless experience at the movies. It's a great time. We want to get back and support our theaters, get back and see these movies on the big screen like they were meant to be seen. Go to the website, MarcusTheaters.com, buy your tickets, find the closest location, get your concessions online as well as on the app. And uh, if you liked the movies, let us know what you thought of these films. Tenet, Unhinged, The New Mutants, and more. MarcusTheaters.com. Before we took our first break, We were chatting with Lonzo Star of Concrete Comics. We asked him about whether or not Kickstarter will be the platform of choice for them going forward.
1: We use Kickstarter as like a pre-order service and fan service. Um, I I would love to just stay um, (laughs) completely on the website and just do our launches like that. But Kickstarter is such a great platform to introduce you to a a larger crowd of people that are dedicated to buying new material. So every every Kickstarter we do, well, this is only our second Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And um, we like to make an event. So this this Kickstarter, um, everybody that supports this Kickstarter, you're getting exclusive covers that will never be printed outside of this Kickstarter. You know oh, what cool. I mean? Yeah. So so everything in this Kickstarter, you know, it's a pre order service, but you guys are getting a collector's item that will never be print it again. And then after the Kickstarter, we'll introduce some new um, covers that we have for all the people that, you know, maybe may have missed the Kickstarter or just want to buy books. There's plenty of stuff that we got going on, but yeah, it's a great Kickstarter is a great tool to use when you're introducing yourself as a new creator or publisher. And it's also a great way to introduce new characters and to reach a larger audience that you may not have on your own social medias or your own network you know what i mean
0: and with the kickstarter i'm always curious too because uh obviously it's it's a worldwide thing do you find uh, like what percentage of people are buying them uh domestically in the united states and what what percentage of kind of like outside of the country are they being like people in asia europe uh where where do you see the breakdown percentage wise of people buying the comic
1: well last year at, at that kickstarter that we completed um I can say that, you know, majority of it was the United States and Canada. Um, but we had a large percentage in Europe. We had some South Korea was up in there, uh some Japan was up in there. Very cool. <laughs> and um we we have a lot of love in Ghana. Oh, Ghana nice. and Kenya show show a lot of love. And I actually um I think Ghana and Nigeria, I believe it's Nigeria possibly. That's like the comic. That's like the African comic, uh, comic capital, where like all of the biggest um, companies are at. So like uh, Comics Republic, I believe, and um, Unique Studios. I don't think I think they're U.S. based, but I think they are stationed in. Well, I think they have ties to Nigeria, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, so
2: there's
1: there's there's a lot of love. Um, but we we get a lot of love. I would say, outside of the U.S. and Canada, we get a lot of love in the United Kingdom.
0: Very nice. And with uh, coronavirus, yeah. obviously the stuff people are finding out nowadays, they don't need to work from an office, they don't need to have like a centralized hub, so uh, has coronavirus affected the way Concrete Comics is going forward at all?
1: Not necessarily going forward, it just redirected our concentration. Okay. Because um, before, the, before the corona hit, we, luckily, um, We had our first book signing at Amazam Comics in Philadelphia. It's a a, um, historical comic book shop. Um, It's the first comic book shop that is owned by a black woman on the East Coast. Oh, very cool. And and it's in Philadelphia. And we did our first uh, book signing there, and it was very successful, extremely successful. That's actually the first bookstore that uh, has our books in there. So all of that was a was 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 extraordinary feeling, and that happened February. We did it February 29th. So it's cool because it was a leap year uh, day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And but right after that, in March, you know, the Corona thing hit and the world kind of shut down. But before we knew about Corona, we had at least two Comic Cons planned a month. Hmm. For, for like the whole year, from that point on, we were going to be going on basically a tour, uh, you know, uh, all up and down the East Coast, and we were going to go over to the West Coast here and there. I mean, even, even still, still right now, we have a couple requests for a Comic Con in Africa. There's one in Barbados that we want to do, but, you know, Corona kind of slowed down that. And it it kind of was a blessing in disguise because I didn't really know too much about online selling and selling through our online store. So it, it gave me um the time to really focus all my energy and attention on um online marketing and online sales and we were able to build our Instagram page pretty pretty large during this period and gain a whole lot of new followers and and still garner a lot of sales outside of comic cons, so it, it was Corona was 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 a perfect slowdown for us to understand the other side of of selling comic books.
0: Well, that's good. You might even say another destiny moment. Then maybe maybe that was good that you had that chance to kind of pick up all these other skills then and gain the following. That's great.
1: Yeah, man, It definitely, man. I, you know, I I don't look at roadblocks as you know something that stops you. Know, I just look at it as okay. I just got to find another direction. Exactly. Get there you know what I mean
0: that's a great mindset so. and for people who want to keep up obviously if you go to kickstarter you can just look up concrete K-O-N K-R-E-T comics where else can people keep up with you and concrete comics online uh, social media etc
1: the main hub is concretecomics.com you can get all the information there all of our merch our books our shirts everything we have you can get at concretecomics.com and we're on every uh, social media platform from Facebook to Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. I don't have a TikTok, but I don't even think I need one anymore because it's <laughs> about to not. get shut down, right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh yeah um concrete comics is it's the same everywhere. Just type in those two those two uh words concrete K O N K R E T and Comics and um you can find us. Perfect. Anywhere and you need to type in
0: the Kickstarter. Uh, we've still got about 20 days, a little over 20 days left. So if you're listening right now, head to Kickstarter and continue backing Concrete Comics, and then we'll uh, look forward to seeing how those nominations for the Glyph Awards turn into actual awards for you. Best of luck there.
1: Yeah, man. I definitely. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. And yes, please, everybody, support the. Um, support the Kickstarter. We got about 20, I think about 23 days left. Um. To our to our blessed fans, we were able to reach our goal within uh, I think four hours wow. of launch. That was beautiful, and we're we're still pushing, still still chucking along. And we just added um, a couple of new tiers as well. We have a tier for publishers or, or bookstores, um, community activists. If you want to get a bulk order of Concrete Comics, we have it at retail rates where you can get up to 30 books, of oh, 30 books, five of each title for one price of 150
0: Very nice. And,
1: um, yeah, so please come on to our Kickstarter store and enjoy yourself.
0: <laughs> awesome. And hopefully you know. once comic book conventions start back up again, uh, Wizard World comes through St. Louis, so maybe we can see Concrete Comics here in St. Louis, and I'd love to meet you in person.
1: We will definitely come to St. Louis, man. I, you know what? We just um, just had negotiations to get into a store in, in Texas, I believe. It was in Houston. And now I'm, I'm actually just reading over another contract for one in Alabama. And uh, I would definitely love to come to St. Louis as well. That'd
0: be definitely. great. We've got some great comic book stores, and I'm sure they'd love to have uh, Concrete Comics in there as well. Lonzo Starr, thank you so much for your time today and continued success to you in Concrete Comics.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on, man. I really appreciate it.
0: My thanks once again to Lonzo, star of Concrete Comics. Make sure you check out that Kickstarter. just about 20 days to go to back that. It's a fantastic venture. And if you want to support small, independent companies, this is a great one to support. Lonzo, star of Concrete Comics. Very excited uh, to see where they go from here. We're going to take our next break. Come back and begin our chat with James Gavsey, executive producer on Rideshare, the series, as well as you know him from the Who Would Win podcast, Please stand by. Get out of my way. Hey, you guys. This is Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And after we've kicked Shredder's butt, we all get down in the sewer and we listen to geek to me Radio. Turtle power! geek to me Radio is back for the show's third segment. I'm your host, James Enstall, and we have another fantastic guest on tap. We're joined now by a friend of the show, James Gamsey. We've had him on before. It's been a while, so I'm glad to have him back. And now, uh, before we talked about, obviously, host of the Who Would Win show, which is brilliant. And now the producer on Rideshare, a brand-new audio drama on iTunes. James, how are you?
2: Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I am doing great. It has been a while, but I am excited to be here.
0: I'm glad to have you back. This is a, a great, great project. I just listened to the first episode, which is already out on iTunes, of Rideshare, and we were very impressed. Talk a little bit about, because uh, this is part of the Digital Sky. So it was like a, a pilot episode already ran, and then this kind of continues off the pilot, so talk a little bit about uh, Digital Sky, and talk a little bit about the pilot that leads into this series.
2: Sure thing. So um, I, I'm one of the producers... Uh, amongst a couple other amazing producers for Digital Sky, uh, you know, Bert Benton, who's an amazing legal mind who came on board as well, and Scott Zacharin, who, you know, is heading this up. Now, if you look up Scott Zacharin, he's got an IMDB list of amazing shows and uh, TV stuff, movie stuff, he's amazing, great writer. So, you know, I got to be part of this amazing group. So what happened was uh, Scott Zacharin and Burt and uh, another producer, put together this concept of Digital Sky, which was a first season, uh, an anthology uh, season where, you know, different things would happen with different apps and these apps would change people's lives in a really cool, interesting way. All the way from, you know, uh, superhero, you download superpowers in one episode to another episode where, uh, you know, you could uh, talk to yourself from the future and get, you know, and see what was going on. Um, and then, you know, of course, we had uh, the first episode, which was called Rideshare. Um, and the whole season was really A season of pilots to see, okay, which of these episodes would stick, which of these episodes would resonate with the listeners. And we had just a great reaction for all of them. But it was Rideshare that really stood out. And that's thanks to Eric Marsoff, who is the uh, star of Rideshare. You know, a lot of people may remember he was uh, Booster Gold from Smallville. Yes, he was. Right. Amazing guy, by the way. Like, he looks like a superhero, sounds like a superhero, and acts like a superhero. He's a superhero. And then also, he's known as Brady Black from Days of Our Lives. Great guy. So he um, is the star of the of this of that episode, star of the series, and co-starring is Britt Baron, uh, who you may remember from uh, you know Final Fantasy Remake and also from Glow on Netflix.
0: That's right. That's right. This. So uh, when you were checking the data, did you go by? downloads to see okay this was the most popular one was it just audience feedback how did you get the information to say okay this is the one we're going to go with
2: but, you know, it was a little bit of both. We, we, we uh, talked with our audience members, a lot of them. And we also, of course, saw the downloads. We talked with, you know, a few people, you know, industry experts who said, hey, which of these did you really like? And everyone was just a massive consensus that Rideshare was the way to go. And I think it was really, I mean, it, it was so obvious to us that that's the direction. Now, with that being said, Rideshare was great. We also did an episode called uh, Super App that starred Zeno Robinson, who is, you know, this great actor who's done uh, some amazing voice work on, uh, uh, you know, the My Hero Academia film where he was Hawks. Uh, He was um, a cyborg and Young Justice. You know, so there's a lot of different talent we've had in a lot of other great episodes. So don't be surprised if we have another spinoff happening in the near future for one of the episodes.
0: Do you see that happening kind of like, let's put our focus on rideshare right now and then See which one we do next, or did you think you might have a couple running simultaneously?
2: You know, the great thing is with this team, what really impresses me is that they they just really know what they're doing. Um, the answer is it depends, and you know, for example, rideshare. You you said that you you know you listened to the first episode. Thank you for doing that, by the way. Of course. And rideshare, you know, available on Apple Podcast to you know subscribe and download and rate and review and all that kind of good stuff. Well, rideshare is also available on YouTube as a motion comic. And we really kind of went in a cool direction because we said we we created these audio dramas that were movies of the mind. Right. That's how we were selling it. And then we said, well, then how do we enhance the experience even more? So we brought in some great artists, some great animators and created these motion comics that are going along uh, with the audio drama. So highly produced audio drama, great visual content. We the answer is we've got a lot of cool directions we can go in. We're going to see which one gets us the biggest reaction. That's probably where we're going to go.
0: See, I'm going to have to go back and check out the YouTube motion comic now because I'm one of those people who like to read the book and then go see the movie. So that's perfect. I, right. did, I did it in the right order, I guess.
2: <laughs> perfect. Well, you're, you're always, the, the you know, do things the right way. That, that's just been your history of doing things.
0: Well, I try. I'm sure I've got several school teachers who would uh, totally disagree with you, but that, that's another story entirely. Fair enough. So getting the talent you had, uh, you talked about Eric and Britt doing this. Um, they did the pilot. Was there any hesitation at all when they said, hey, we're going to do this as a whole series? Did they immediately get on board?
2: it's so cool. What happened? Um, first of all, whenever you talk with, uh, actors, you know, one of the thing I love doing is working with great actors and it's not just in terms of talent, but in terms of personality as well. And you're not going to get two better talents with great personalities. I mean, just really cool people than Eric Marks and Britt Barron. So when Scott Zachary explained the concept of RideShare, which by the way, is you know, um, picture your rideshare driver if they were part Dexter, part uh, James Bond, uh, part Punisher, and part Bruce Wayne, <laughs> and that's who we put together. Uh, who who is, by the way, your rideshare driver, and by the way, who may steal your car if you're you know if you're a rideshare driver yourself, and he'll steal it in a really nice, cool way um, where he won't get caught ever. So, um, you know, when you have, again, Eric Marsaw, Britt Barron, great people, great talent. When you, they, they came on board and when they heard it and saw it and understood it, they were all in like immediately. It was pretty incredible.
0: I think you left Danny Ocean would be another one I'd throw in there. Cause I got some Danny Ocean vibes. He's stealing from you, but you can't really begrudge the guy for stealing from you. That's just how, uh, what a charming thief he is.
2: That's perfect. Exactly. He wants you to have a great story to tell.
0: Yeah. 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 And that's uh, so it's going to be just a series of him kind of doing this. And my, my first thought was, OK, he's he locked this guy in his wine cellar or study, whatever it was. He, he let the girl go at some point. I can't imagine with you know, CCTV camera, smartphones, that he's going to end up getting caught recognized by someone unless he's hitting different towns all the time. So I'm very intrigued as well. This first episode definitely leaves you wanting more. And we'll take a stop right there for our next commercial interlude. Come back and continue our conversation with James Gavsey. Stand by. <laughs>
2: When I'm now on Geek to Me Radio, I'll
1: be damned.
0: Welcome back to the show, friends. Always glad that you made us a part of your day. Whether you're hearing us online on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeart Radio, Podomatic, wherever you get your podcasts from, we're glad you're listening to us, taking us with you in the car. Hope your day is going extraordinarily well. We've got James Gavsey on the show this particular segment, and before we took that last break, we'd asked him about uh, Rideshare, talking about that series, and we talked about how that first episode, if, you, if you've you—if listened to it already, you know what I'm talking about, but that first episode of Rideshare leaves you wanting more.
2: Look, I'm so happy that you're, you're, you're getting this exactly how you know we wanted people to get it. This is a character. Imagine you never needed a house because or money, because wherever you went, you would always know how to acquire whatever it was you needed. That's this guy. So he lives wherever he wants. He gets whatever he needs to, but he wants to stay underneath the radar because he's having too much fun doing what he's doing. That's the guy. This is not the person who wants to buy a house, get married, have some kids, and live the American dream. His American dream is, hey, I can do what I want to do as a rideshare driver and just have as much fun toying with people as I want.
0: And I think it goes back because, you know, I'm a radio guy and it goes back to the radio plays. That's the way things used to be. And Eric Marstoff should know he's a soap opera guy. Soap operas used to be on the radio. So it's kind of I I really dig how it's almost come full circle now.
2: You know, it, it, it is coming full circle. And the reality was that I wasn't a believer when all this was happening and people are saying, oh, audio drama. I'm like, really? I mean, we have something called, you know, TV's. And you can actually see the visual version of stories being told on YouTube, Netflix, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Why would you only want to listen to an audio drama? And then when I listen to a few audio dramas, I'm like, I get it. I mean, it's amazing storytelling because what you picture in your mind, oddly enough, can be much better than what someone can actually produce on screen sometimes.
0: Very true. Yeah. And there's obviously the production costs involved are a lot lower Uh, And you get some of the best stories, honestly, that are out there right now. Some of the Big Finish stories from uh, uh, Big Finish are obviously as good as some of the actual video on demand Doctor Who stuff that's out there. And I think I I can't wait to see the motion comic now that I've read. I keep saying read. It's an audio drama now that I've heard the first episode of (laughs) Rideshare.
2: Listen, I, it's fine if you want to get the the transcribed version of the of the episode. Read that and then watch the video. I'm not going to judge you. That's absolutely fine. You do you. I'm as long it all as in. you. That's right. As long as you subscribe to us on Apple, subscribe to Digital Sky and Apple Podcasts. Of course, leave a five star rating and review, and you know, subscribe to us on YouTube, like and comment all our stuff. And you know, we we really do this for the fans. We talk. We have our own private you know fan groups on on Instagram. We have a, a you know Facebook stuff happening, Twitter, of course. But this is something we really want fans to love. So, you know, we're, we're hoping you do. We hoping you enjoy it, and uh, we can't wait to create more of this stuff for you.
0: And we talked at the very beginning of the show, you're the host of Who Would Win. Uh, we had you on on the show before talking about some of these battles that you have, and it's been amazing how well-received they are and how much the fans get into it. They comment on Twitter like, I can't believe we lost, you know, they really get into some of these battles. And it's <laughs> great to see it, and they're so well done.
2: Uh, thank you very much. You know what, uh, you were uh, a big help early on when Who Would Win started, and what a lot of people may not realize is that Who Would Win was a TV show concept I pitched, and I, the whole thing was you gotta have the right people involved, you've got to have the right production, you have to have the right structure. There's, it, look, anyone can put out a podcast, anyone can do it, but not everyone is going to put the time and the effort and try things and what have you to, to really create something special like a Geek to Me Radio or you know uh, a, a Who Would Win episode. And you know, with Ray Sicanis, the our host, he is insanely look. I'm not a fan of the guy on the show. Right. (laughs) He and I butt heads all the time. It's crazy. He yells at me. I make fun of him. And but the reality is, he's really good at what he does. And he's got a pro wrestling background. I've got an MMA background. So we come at these battles really differently. And the fans have gone in, in the most beautiful way. They are insanely fantastic, like insanely fantastic. So Um, You know, what we try to do is is tap into, you know, the whole show is about creating a return on your investment into geek culture. So who would win is more of a a sport because we want everyone to be able to (laughs) debate who would win in these battles. So, you know, we we like to bring the the, the passion out of our fan base and we're going to continue to make the show bigger and better. Uh, we have some huge announcements coming up for the show. Uh, I can't wait.
0: And talking about who would win, uh, let me just throw some options out for you. And you tell me who you think would win in this uh, in these battles. We're going to take another quick commercial break, pay some bills, and come back. Continuing our chat with James He's talking about Rideshare and who would win. Stand by.
2: Jeremy Shada, voice of Ben from Adventure Time Orlando on Voltron, and you're listening to Geek to Me Radio.
0: Welcome back to Geek to Me Radio. We want to make sure we mention our premier sponsor, the City of St. Charles, the Greater St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau. The website is of course discoverstcharles.com. That's discoverstcharles.com. We, I, I, the fall weather is driving me crazy. I love it. I want to get outdoors. I want to be walking. I'm, I'm waiting for the leaves to start changing color. And St. Charles is a great place to get outdoors if you're going to do that kind of thing. Uh, go out and explore the Katy Trail. Play in Frontier Park. Uh, take a bike ride around. Go throw the Frisbee around or the football. Take your dog out for a walk. Take your cat for a walk if your cat's into that kind of thing. Enjoy the outdoor weather. No better place to do that than historic, beautiful, Downtown St. Charles. Discover ST Charles at the website. You can check out the events coming up like Legends and Lanterns for their fall festival. And of course, after that, we've got Christmas right around the corner. Uh, Take a look at the precautions that are being in place so that this festival can take place during COVID with all of our social distancing, how we're going to restructure things and redo them for this particular season to make sure that you, the guests, are taken care of and safe and that the performers are safe as well. Learn all about the festival. Learn about what there are to see and do in St. Charles. Go to the website discover st before we took our last break we were talking with james Gavsey and we've had him on before talking about his who would win show podcast which is great and so i just threw a couple uh, impromptu little battles his way to kind of see who he thinks would win so n- not okay. a lot of thought required we'll just give it a shot off the cuff okay um underdog versus mighty mouse the fans <laughs> how about hawkeye versus cyclops
2: oh wow that's great uh i'm gonna go with hawkeye because he just won't like cyclops he's gonna make it personal
0: voltron versus predacon from the transformers
2: aha what version of voltron
0: the lion voltron
2: what version of the lion voltron the
0: old school 84 version of voltron lions
2: Oh, okay, gotcha, yes Then Voltron 100% Predaking Uh, I think we'll get in a few good shots And then you know what Voltron's gonna do Form the Blazing Sword And uh, yeah, yada, yada, yada Predaking's done
0: How about Daredevil Versus Gambit
2: I am going to go with Daredevil Because Gambit's charm won't work on Daredevil And Daredevil will be quick enough To get out of all of the stuff That Gambit throws at him
0: Lee Iacocca in his prime versus current-day Mark Zuckerberg. Uh,
2: I believe Mark Zuckerberg can slap really hard. So if Lee Iacocca can take some of those slaps, and I'm kidding, of course, I have no idea if Mark Zuckerberg can fight or not, but I know he's got people (laughs) who can fight for him. Um, I'm going to go with Lee Iacocca due to his leathery exterior, being able to take punishment.
0: And let me see if I can come up with one more here off the top of my head before we go. How about... Sonny the Cuckoo Bird from Cocoa Puffs versus Lucky the Leprechaun from Lucky Charms.
2: Oh, very cool. That would be uh, Sonny because he's Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and uh, you just can't battle crazy.
0: That is true. And uh, I have several ex-girlfriends who can attest to that. So there you go. There's a rapid fire. Who would win off the cuff? Very nice.
2: Uh, you're welcome, and this is what we do at our dinner table, and this is why my wife doesn't bring me to dinner parties.
0: <laughs> I can see why now. That's perfect. I'm very excited. I'm still a little bitter that uh, Beast won against Shredder, though. That was my biggest uptime. Oh, Shredder's got this. There's no way. Uh, but th- some of these battles, man, I just think they're going to go one way, and they totally go another.
2: I, you know what? It, it's so funny because we, 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 One of the episodes we had, it was so fun. It was um, Master Chief versus Cyclops and I had Cyclops and sometimes you go into these battles and you're like, you know, uh, I, I may be really the big underdog here. So I got to play with the strategy and I did. And the, the judge who was really cool said, well, since I really think, you know, since Master Chief can survive a ball from space, Cyclops, I think he could do so too. He could survive a ball from space and somehow survive crashing down to earth. And that's why I give Cyclops the win. And of course Ray goes nuts. <laughs> ballistic. Um, you know, I feel like I need to go over and give him like a hug, but we can't because of COVID. Right. But And I just stay quiet. I'm like, sure. OK, if you think Cyclops can fall <laughs> from space and somehow sort of, I don't know what he was thinking. So sometimes I don't know what the judge is going to say. All I know is what I'm going to say. I will tell you this. I try to um, understand where Ray is coming from as a former pro wrestler. You know what I mean? Where his, his strategy is, I'm going to take a battering ram and hit you with a battering ram. Right. I've got to navigate around it and stick and move. So anyway, <laughs> every battle, I have no idea what's going to happen. It's always fun.
0: And the guest judge is always uh, that uh, adds an element of the unknown for, I guess, both you and Ray.
2: Well, that's just it. And, you know, in our latest episode, we have Eric Marsov coming on to judge. And, of course, he was Booster Gold in Smallville. And this guy, again, this guy just – he's a great guy. Looks like a superhero. Sounds like a superhero. And, you know, we were talking uh, just through email. And, you know, I, and I said, you know, hey, that's these characters. And he says, yeah, 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 I did some research. And, you know, this is going to be tricky because – you know, as I mentioned before, he said, well, you know, Green Arrow can you know launch more arrows, shoot more arrows than Hawkeye can in a one minute period. But you know, Hawkeye has start to you know tech design arrows, you know, I'm talking about Hawkeye from the MCU, and I'm just thinking, this is awesome. We <laughs> want our judges coming to the table with all of this information.
0: That's brilliant. Uh, uh, and again, if you're a fan of Eric Marsov, you can catch him on Days of Our Lives, obviously, and also on rideshare subscribe on apple itunes i'm gonna check out the youtube channel i'm very excited to see how the motion comic looks
2: it's gonna be great um we've got some amazing artists on board our animator chris warren is absolutely fantastic and did a great job uh working with us on 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 all of this and he's worked for valiant he did great great stuff for marvel and uh yeah we we've got great talent it's odd i i don't like to say i'm the weak link on this but and i'm because i'm not but compared to everyone else we have in here, I'm I'm often looking up, going like, "Wow, I can't believe I'm here."
0: <laughs> well, just uh, just hold on, don't let it. It's like it's like Batman in the Justice League, you know? He he brings yeah, a lot I, to the table, but comparatively, you kind of wonder, oh, he he's in there. So just you're you're Batman. Just put it like that.
2: You know what? If I can get a recording of you saying that. <laughs> That that would be fantastic. I'm not saying I'm Batman. I'm just saying I, I wish I was Batman.
0: Exactly. I'll send along the MP3 yep. once we're done. That's no problem. Please. <laughs> <laughs> and tell everybody That's where great. they can find you because you're all over the place on social media. Tell people what the best way to keep up with James Gaffney is.
2: Sure. Well, you can find me on Twitter, at James Gavsey. Um, uh, You can contact me through, or you'll see me also responding to stuff from the Who Would Win Twitter account, at Who Would Win Show. We're on Instagram, at Who Would Win Show. I'm on on Instagram, at James Gavsey. Also on Facebook, we have the Who Would Win Show uh, Facebook group. I believe it's called Who Would Win uh, Geek News and Battles. And that, speaking of insanity, I don't know if you've ever seen that. The Facebook group is insane (laughs) in the best way possible. The Twitter following, great and Instagram is also like that's our biggest account. They're, they're insane as well. And the interesting, the interesting thing about this, I mentioned this to Ray, we put up a battle. All three social media platforms completely have different ideas on huh. who's going to win. Very interesting. Yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. Yeah. By the way, you can find us on Apple Podcasts by going to Who Would Win. uh, And you can, uh, yeah, absolutely please rate, review, and subscribe. By the way, we're going to have some visual podcasts. We want to develop our Who Would Win show as a YouTube video, kind of like a a cool news segment kind of thing, but for an hour long for our shows. And that's going to be on the Digital Sky channel as well.
0: Very cool. So make sure you're keeping up with Digital Sky. And obviously – Keep up with Rideshare, uh, more of those episodes to come. You can binge all those at once and get caught up very quickly. James Gamsley, as always, thanks so much for your time. Continued success to you, and we'll look forward to talking to you again very soon, I hope.
2: Thank you for having me on the show. Always a pleasure. Remember to check out geek to me Radio.
0: Thanks so much. Take care. And that's going to do it. Episode 191 of geek to me Radio is done. My thanks again to Lonzo, star of Concrete Comics. Make sure you go on Kickstarter and back their latest project james gavsey of ride share the series on itunes of course who would win podcast my thanks also as always to joey v who's making this show sound as good as it does every single week thank you all for listening and until next week my friends Thank you, Philadelphia. Good night. Hi, this is James Enstall, host of geek to me Radio, and in honor of my favorite Themysciran, I've decided to become an Amazon warrior. Hera, give me strength. The next time you want to buy something from Amazon, go to geek me 1st and click on our Amazon affiliate link. Simply shop like you normally would, and when you check out, a small percentage will go towards supporting the show. So remember, the next time you want to search Amazon for the latest Wonder Woman graphic novel or parts of your invisible jet... Click through from meradiocom first.
2: The world was in peril. Would you have me stand by and do nothing?